0: Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio, and joining me at this time, he is part of great rock band Red Brick Road out of Michigan. Please welcome Jake Jones.
1: <laughs>
0: What's up, man? How's it going? Doing good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. It was snowing by me in Indiana. How, how are things in Michigan for you?
1: Yeah, snowing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny too because someone was just telling me like we're not gonna get any snow this year.
0: Like, look out your window. Go look out your window right now. <laughs> yeah. Have they lived under a rock for the past like two weeks? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: well, in in all honesty though, we haven't been getting as much as we normally get, especially in January. You know. So, but yeah, we're still getting it. <laughs>
0: I don't mind. Less snow for me. Like, it, it was pretty icy yesterday, so I wasn't too happy about that. But, I mean, it, it's it's the uh, winter in Midwest, so like, you, you yeah. already expect it. Well, uh, see, I,
1: I snowboard, but I only want the snow when I want to snowboard, so I can't wait. Hopefully, one day I can live in a warm state and just, like, fly, fly somewhere when I want to snowboard, go for a week, and then go home to the warm weather, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, or, or travel up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's start this up with a very fun question. I'm very curious for you, Jake. What are your top three favorite albums of all time?
1: Okay. All right. This, this was a hard one. I know you gave me this question to prepare. It, it wasn't hard to It was hard to limit it to three. But so these ones here, these are, these are my favorite albums, not necessarily... They, some of them don't even have my favorite song by that band on them, but I like these ones because the playthrough factor as a whole. So, uh, my number one is "Goat's Head Soup" by the Rolling Stones, because that, that, that's just a record I can listen to anytime, any mood. I feel like for that reason, like that's why it's my favorite. Like I could be sad and listen to "Goat's Head Soup," I could be angry and it's like still good, like you know, and it's good in the morning drinking coffee and it's good at night when you're partying. So, you know. That one. Um, number two is Nevermind by Nirvana. Classic. Which, yeah. I mean, that was like one of the albums that like really influenced a lot of like my playing style and even my singing style and stuff. So I definitely had to put that one in there just for the sake of how much it's done for me. And I and not only that, that album, when I was in like middle school, like it used to just be on repeat. Swear to God, like in school, I was one of them one headphone kids. And I was like, it It was like, you know, never mind. And then uh, coming in at number three, this one was a tie. But the one that I ended up picking after some debating in my mind was the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, you listed some killer albums. I mean, the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance just got like so many people into like emo and that style of music. Mhm. Well, see, like I was, like I mentioned, some of my favorite, like, so uh,
1: most of my favorite songs by My Chemical Romance are actually on Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm real OG with My Chemical Romance. So like, like, and I'm not like one of like the I'm, I'm not okay, promise, like fanboys. Like I love that song, but it's not my favorite. Like I really like Helena though, and um, uh, the one about Venom, uh. It's on a tip of my tongue, but yeah, th- those two songs, but The Black Parade, just how it's all put together, just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal.
0: All right, you ready for my top three? Yeah, yep. All right, number one, Killer by Alice Cooper. Okay. That was like one of my first albums I listened to by Alice Cooper, actually, sorry. well, the first was um, Love It to Death, but I think Killer, which came out the same year. I think it just had a better flow to it and the killer song itself is just it's a trip once you get to the end. So yeah, that's my number one. Plus you got under my wheels, which another classic Alex Cooper song. Right on. Number two is Super Unknown by Soundgarden.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was just the way that album was put together is it's very i think a lot of people think of like the hits on there like you know fell on black days but mm-hmm. like some of the other songs are just like super underrated as well oh. and when you listen to that album and headphones it's a
1: whole new experience like there's uh, i wish i could remember which song it's on but it's the one it, it starts really slow and drawn out and starts rising and there's like six layers of cornell's vocals and like i never realized that was in there before until i listened on headphones i'm like whoa there's like layer upon layer like it's just dense you know it's yeah very
0: good album yeah and coming to number three i actually listened listened to this earlier today it's highway to hell by acdc okay all right just just the way bond scott's vocals it just goes nuts throughout the whole album honestly
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a definitely Bon Scott ACDC guy, you know. Yes. I'm not, I'm not against Brian Johnson, but it was like the the first two albums they did with Brian Johnson were pretty good, and then there was a lot, a lot of it that I didn't much care for. And then the one that came out in like '91, I think it might have been Razor's Edge or something like that. Yes. And like then they like did good again. That that you know that one had like TNT and stuff. But for the most part, Bon Scott
0: guy all the way. Yeah, Bon Scott had that, he had that charisma to him. It was just very unique, and everything he did, you just really hear the passion and the motion throughout his whole vocals. Right, yeah,
1: yep. Well, just like, you know, um, Lane Staley with uh,
0: Alice Alice chain.
1: the new guy, I can never remember his name, and it's like, I should, but he's a great singer, he's a phenomenal singer, but he just doesn't have the same charisma and passion that Lane
0: had because he wrote the song, so, you know. It's different. I think Lane, just the way he did everything was just so different, and it's hard. You can't duplicate that. No No matter how great you are, it's just you can't duplicate him. Yeah, yep, exactly, yep. All right, now going to be talking about you Jake cuz this is your interview. <laughs> uh when you, when did you know you wanted to become a musician and be part of a band?
1: Okay, so yeah, this question. Um I don't think I ever really knew. I've been playing since I was so young that it kind of just happened before it was even really like processed, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't really like thought out too much. It was more just kind of happening, but So when I was in fourth grade, third grade, so somewhere around nine, ten years old, my dad took me to a Boston concert. um, We have a venue over here called Freedom Hill. It's like a 7,500 cap venue or maybe 10,000 people. We're like front row and it was like i think it was my first concert ever don't quote me on that it might have been my second but my dad put me on stage with boston right like i was a little kid i honestly i might have been younger than third grade and he put me on stage with them and you know the security came for me and the band's like no no leave him so like i was like standing there air guitar and along to like one of like boston's tracks you know and uh like, I'm just staring out at, like, 10,000 people. So, like, right there, I'd say, was probably, like, the most, like, the day in my head when I said, like, I need to do whatever it takes to get right back here, but, you know, like, with my own band, like, and my own crowd, but it definitely was, like, a really inspiring moment, just all these screaming fans and stuff, like, 10,000 people just roaring stadium. So, yeah, I'd say that was probably the day I knew I, this is what I was
0: going to do. That is really cool to be <laughs> on stage with Boston and you're a little kid, so security, like you know, you can't really get mad at you because you're a little kid. I mean, that is so yeah. cool, man.
1: Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was undeniably awesome.
0: <laughs> that that is a memory to hold on to forever, man. That is just yeah. that's so cool. All right, so now transitioning to your band, you are part of Red Brick Road. Yep. How did that band come together, and how was the name chosen? Okay, so um, me and Drummer Boy
1: were brothers. We've been uh, we've been playing together uh, for like 20 some years because we're we're brothers. We've been playing since we were kids, and uh, even when we weren't technically in like I guess you could call it like a titled band, like with a name and stuff we were always still just playing together he went off to college for a couple years and then he came home and like we just started jamming again we weren't didn't really know like i knew i wanted to start a band one of my old bands had just ended and i was doing some solo stuff but i knew i wanted to start a band and he wasn't you know like so much like hot on the idea at the time but we just like more like started playing and we're like yeah this is good this is good this is cool so then um his good friend kenny introduced us to this guy named Chris who's our guitarist. He's like, you guys gotta meet Chris. You gotta meet Chris. And we all like kinda like put it off just because like I don't know, just being like younger people with other things going on, the music, like for whatever reason we like both just like kinda like kept putting it off, me and Chris. And then like eventually we just got together and like same thing with him. Like we just like me and Tate were red brick road, but like he'd just come around and like jam and hang and then, like, one day, like, we just, like, all kind of talked about it. We're like, hey, like, should this be a be the band instead of, like, mine and Tate's duo thing? And we're all like, heck yeah, you know? So that brings me to the name. So me and Tate were already Red Brick Road. We actually um, were originally called Surrender Dorothy, but when we looked up the name, surrender dorothy it was already um surrender dorothy was also my solo project name and on um, my part it was bad i didn't do enough research because someone's already got the name so oddly enough tate came up with red brick road and it's on the same movie inspired by the same movie wizard of oz you'd think we're like total wizard of oz geeks because we had two band names in that movie but it was just pure coincidence but yeah so it just means like To go the way you're not supposed to go because if you remember that you know that pivotal scene in the movie when all the monks are saying you know follow the red or yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road it you know to everyone in the band it means something different so i'll just i'll give you mine to me it just means when everyone's telling you to do one thing you know follow the yellow brick road and you do the other thing which to me is just a huge metaphor for being a musician you know especially at my age like in my late 20s you know like we're we're starting to get some traction and stuff now but for like a long time it was like you know there was those those people in my life and stuff who whether they said it or vocalized it or not they always had that you know get a job you know what are you doing dreamer you know that you know you're not going anywhere like they like i said they never said it but you you know certain people have those thoughts when you're a musician so yeah I i
0: completely understand man i mean Kind of the same thing that happened with me with you know super cool radio. It's like people are like oh why are you investing your time and money into this? Well you should just be working on a career. So I definitely dude I totally agree with you man. Right.
1: Yeah and I um I won't say I ever quit music but I quit focusing on it professionally for about a year and a half because I just got so the, like as you know with doing the radio thing this industry is really hard you know all the time and i just after having so many bands and putting all this energy into writing all these songs and then band splitting and then just everything even with my solo stuff i did for a while it was just like i don't know like i definitely lost that part of me that i had before where i'd hit a breaking point and be like okay i can't do this anymore that part of me is like vanished now i'm just like okay don't matter i'm pushing ahead no matter what because that's gonna be how i how i make it but yeah for a while there i like took a pause in it and like I was, I was still making music, but I just wasn't releasing it or nothing. I didn't, you know, want to go anywhere with it as bad. But so that's the red brick road, but a little more of I'm the name.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got you. And how was, you know, being with your brother? You guys obviously, you guys know each other you know, your whole life, working with each other. It's, there's a different chemistry when you're working with like a relative or your brother. Yeah, no, it, it's
1: it, it's definitely awesome. There's, you know. um, A lot of like because we've been playing together for so long like almost like so much telepathy that happens you know where we could kind of he knows my writing style well i know his drum style well and you know it's cool too just to get to do this with your brother because like especially as we hit the road more and stuff it's just you know cool to share that something that we've you know dreamed about doing since we were little kids you know we were the little kids freaking you know watching the Jimi hendrix documentaries and stuff and being like oh we'll never do that and then like yeah we're not doing it to that extent yet but we're we're on the track to doing it so like sometimes it's just like being in the van and we're like dude we're, we're like we're we're fucking doing this you know and like you know even even chris like chris is like our third brother now like we're super close with him but he has mentioned before he's like oh, "Man, i wish my brother played an instrument so like he could be here because him and his brother are tight but they just don't share that passion of music you know
0: yeah it's it's a different experience when you're doing something with your brother or relative yeah i think i think it makes it better because like you kind of already know what what direction you guys are heading before you guys even say anything well and like the other good part about it too is like like having like with, with, with
1: a brother like you can fight like crazy sometimes but you always go back to like loving each other and like in bands that sort of stuff happens a lot but when it's different like with one of my prior bands and stuff like when me and someone in that band would get in a disagreement like sometimes it takes take like a week for us to like work it out and just quit you know put our egos aside and be like hey let's work it out but like with my brother like we'll like sometimes argue at like practice and like we're fine like 20 minutes later because we're brothers you know sometimes we argue about what we're having for breakfast and you know so and we don't argue like at all we're actually both you know Pretty calm, you know. As teenagers, we did, but now we're both more calm. But I'm just saying, when it does happen, it's just like it's, you know, you just always give that leeway. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. especially um, with relatives I think it's easier to um, to to reconcile with each other. Yeah. Cause, I mean, you're, you guys are family.
1: Right. Exactly. And it's like you know, you just you know the person so well, their their moods and stuff. Like we've. uh other than that, like little bit of time when he went to college, we've we've always lived together too. So like, you know, we're like pretty good at like noting knowing when one of us is just in a bad mood and just like, okay, you know, they're you know. Whereas like I said, when you're with people who don't know you that well, then they just like sometimes think you're like a huge dick and it's like no, like I just haven't had my coffee yet. Calm down, bro. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have to have coffee, then you can talk about music get that stuff in order (laughs) right exactly exactly (laughs) but speaking of music you guys red brick road just released a killer new single entitled after party how was it writing and recording after party
1: okay so um writing it was uh i i have like a natural ability for words to like kind of just like start flowing but it's weird because it's like if I sit down and try to write a song, like I like usually can't do it. But if I just wait to like get that hint of inspiration, but then I like have to do it. Like I'll stay up all night and my girlfriend will be like, You need to go to bed. It's like six in the morning. I'm like, No, I need to finish this song because if I go to bed, the song's never getting finished. I gotta do it while I can do it. But so like I wrote the um I wrote the lyrics at work one day. They're they're kinda like based on um like I had, like, a nightmare about, like, it, it was a real-life situation that happened to me. The nightmare was a little more out there, but then, like, so I was, like, kind of, like, pondering that, like, at work one day, and, like, I kind of just, like, the opening line of the song, that she took it too far this time, like, I kind of just had that, like, in my head, and, like, it, it just kept, like, repeating, like, she took it too far this time, she took it too far this time, and then, you know what I mean? But then, like, another line came in another. So I got all the lyrics done, and... Chris is, like, my writing partner. Sometimes we write lyrics together, but a lot of times it's more the music end of things. So, like, Chris came over, and, like, I'm like, hey, dude, like, I got this song, and I want it to be on piano instead of, like, guitar, and he's a much better piano player than me, you know? And so I just, like, he's like, okay, let's go for it, you know? So I just, like, started, like, singing it to him and, like, the melody and stuff, and he started, like, kind of, like, hitting some chords to find where I'm at, like, key-wise and stuff. And me and Chris are just, like... We always like joke around about we me and him have like um, me and Tate have the brother telepathy, but me and Chris have like a John and Paul like telepathy where like, excuse me, where we get into writing a song and it just like comes together so easy and naturally. And like we start like just like we can actually speak music to each other, too, you know, which, you know, it is a huge plus that like we both know, like. Neither of us are huge theory guys, but, like, if I tell him, like, hey, well, there should be a key change or, like, you know what I mean, try, like, the relative minor. He knows enough and I know enough to get us around. So, yeah, then um, it only took us, like, probably, like, two hours to write that song because I already had the lyrics. And, I mean, I, I don't know how long I revised the lyrics for. I did over weeks. Like, I do that with all my lyrics. Like, as it's becoming a song, I go back and I change words and stuff but so yeah that part of it was pretty darn easy and then we hit the studio and like the piano and vocal alone was like really dry like we were like kind of bummed we're like man like this song's fun to play and we're like but it just sounds like doesn't sound like much and like um so our producer kevin was like oh you guys need some strings in this that's what it needs is strings so then me and chris sat down and like we used like soft strings obviously we can't we didn't have a huge budget so we're actually playing keyboards and like, but it does like the string sound and pro tools. And yeah, then we spent hours, like probably like twice as much time that went into the song up to that point, just into figuring out those like string arrangements and stuff, just because we wanted it to be like perfect and just, you know, have all the right counter melodies and stuff. So that, yeah, then you, you did ask about, um, the recording process. So we recorded it at, um, the Sound Shop Studios in Macomb. It's actually like ten minutes from my house, which is awesome because like I can like literally like wake up and like when we have studio type booked like wake up and like be there. <laughs> like, you know, because I I'm not good at getting up for things sometimes. But um you actually mentioned you know Kevin, Phil and Aaron. I so do, yes. Yeah. So uh yeah, we we worked with them. Kevin produced it. Phil was uh the engineer and he did like some uh mix work on it too or kevin might have done all the mix work on that one i'm not sure we did a whole record with them so things get a little hazy and then yeah aaron helped with the vocal production and um yeah she sings on that song actually too she does the um accompaniment vocal on the uh chorus but it's just it's uh blended in you know so it just kind of makes it sound full but yeah her and chris both sing harmonies on that song
0: it, you, get, you work with some quality musicians i do know them personally and they, they they put quality music you know anything they do it's always quality and to their mm. best ability
1: yeah oh yeah i i absolutely love working with them and we just you know we uh like I, uh, I mentioned to you through text or whatever we we did our first single with them bobby joe and when we first did that single the band was only together two months so like we weren't even like really feeling it uh, like amongst ourselves a lot yeah like you know what i mean like the chemistry wasn't all there but we did that song like after like two or three months of being a band and it went so well as a band we were like okay yeah this is like what we're doing like we are gonna be this band and then it also went so well with them we're like okay let's do an ep and then we started doing an ep and we just like we me and, uh chris and tate were writing so fast we're like no we're doing an album, like. Because, like before we got the e p done, we had you know five more songs, and we're like, "No, we're just doing an album, and like even right now, like our next album is like written like done, like but we're just like right now it like it kind of sucks for us because, like we want to get that one out there, and right now we're just still we're we we have not even released this album, and we're like, "Oh man, like, so you
0: gotta pace yourself a little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right that's what we're trying to do, <laughs> well it's really cool just you know how that snowballed from a single to an ep to you know what let's just make an album i mean that it's cool man it's also that you're able to you know pump out and write and record music like that
1: yeah yeah you know and like i said too having the right people on your team like how we met you know um kevin phil and aaron and it just like worked out great with them like the the chemistry was just good and like, you know, we just all like felt like right in the studio. I mean, I can't speak for them as much as like my band, but I know like the band, we felt really good. And I, you know, I think they did too. It seemed like we were all comfortable and stuff. And like Kevin was like the perfect guy for us for this record too, because like um he could be like a, like a real hard ass, but like in a good way, like we love him for it. But like sometimes like he'll, he'll be like, he'll just tell us straight up like, no, that wasn't fucking good. It's like, okay, that's what we need, and that's what we especially needed, like, on this album, you know? And it was, like, the best. Like, sometimes he'd make, like, some crappy comments towards us, and, like, me and Chris would be in the car going home because we'd always be there later than Tate because he'd, you know, knock out the drums and leave. i like, Chris would be like, dude, that was so cool of Kevin like, to say that because, like, now listen to it, you know? <laughs> Sounds freaking awesome, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is it's cool that we didn't just have some guy who's, like, press record and like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yep, yeah, we got the take, you know.
0: No, Kevin is he's a great producer and I, I know exactly what you mean. Like he he pushes the bands, but it's just to better themselves.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Abso- absolutely. You know, I uh I definitely bettered myself from like a lot of like him telling me, you know, when even when we like first were doing Bobby Joe, he was like, Man, are you guys sure you're ready for this? And like, dude, we really, like, we've only been a band two months. We just wrote this song like a week ago. But yeah, we think we're ready for it. And so now there's a little more preparation. So when we go in
0: there, like, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs>
1: you know? <laughs> nah,
0: yeah, dude, I, I got you. Now, the latest single, After Party, what can people expect, you know, musically and the emotions and lyric content? Because I know we talked about this a little right. bit before. Yeah, yep. Okay, um, so for the people who
1: have heard us, I'll, I'll speak to them first. Um, so they can expect something like completely different than like they would uh, everything we'd be doing. Like you know, I'm sure by this point they've heard like it's like strings, piano, a lot of like vocal stuff going on. So like something completely different than anything we've ever done before. But the track itself is like very experimental. It has like a huge level of dissonance dissonance to it. And, like, to me, it's kind of, like, uh, almost like our Bowie track. <laughs> like, you know, like, it reminds me of Bowie in a way. Not so much, like, how it's put together, but just, like, the way, like, Bowie would do, like, off-the-wall stuff that, like, you wouldn't, like, see coming. And um, we we actually, like, going into it, like, had, like, a little bit of, like, fear about putting it out, like, as the second single because it's so different from bobby joe and bobby joe is the song that like most our fans or all our fans know and love and that's like the one people are always like man that song rocks so then like we're like second we're like giving them this like like this song that's so left field so it, 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 it turned out good you know we uh we've talked to a lot of our fans about it and stuff but we did like a uh, instagram live like the other day and like that was like the big thing that we got you know some people straight up told us they're like yeah this one's not my cup of tea i'm just more into the rock stuff we're like what that's cool but you know at least like you checked it out and like we knew not everyone's gonna just jump on board with it you know especially when they're a fan of like a guitar heavy rock band you know so but yeah um this song too is like really like deep like not just like lyric lyrics wise but like also just like deep melody wise like there's a lot more going on than like you get like on first listen but like if you listen to it once and then like you go back and like you listen to it again and like really like listen on the bridge and the chorus, like all the different like stuff that's going on. It's like, man, these guys like put some thought into this, you know. And I'm not trying to self brag too much, but I'm just saying we did. So.
0: <laughs> um, you can brag all you want, man. Sure, interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. The song freaking kills. <laughs> it should be number one. <laughs> but
0: no number one right <laughs> here.
1: the uh the other thing about it too was we didn't like so much like try to like do a pop song but it definitely falls into into that category a bit so i think that covers it um musically so to to touch on the story behind the song is about like it's about a young couple that's dealing with drug addiction and um so they're 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 dealing with drug addiction, which is something I'm not afraid to say. I've dealt with my myself. That's why I said the song like comes from, you know, um, past life experiences in a way, but kinda of made up story. And uh so like pretty much it's like the storyline of one of the one of the people in the couple, I don't really care who which one, but one of the two uh gets clean and then they basically realize that like they're not actually in love with that person. They're just in love with using drugs with that person. So then it like, kind of like goes on to like, you know, kind of show how that is because they realize that this whole time they thought they were in love with someone. They weren't, they were just, you know, codependent on each other for drug use purposes. So, um, to use, use that to the perfect, uh, segue into this is we have a music video coming out for it later this week. And it, uh, it touches on the on the storyline, you know, it follows the storyline quite a bit. So uh, I'm pretty excited for people to see the video because, you know.
0: Well, I'm really looking forward to checking it out. And I just want to get my take on it because I did listen to, you know, the rock music side. And that's kind of what I was expecting going into this single. Mm-hmm. You told me, like, hey, we got a new single coming out." I'm like, yeah, of course, I'll check it out. And then it is something completely different. It's a trip it is straight up a trip listening to after party and like actually listening to it. Mm-hmm. You, you de- I, I definitely picked up on the storyline you guys were telling and I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it, you know, it's pop. It's kind of has that more of that pop flair to it, but overall it's a solid song. I do recommend everyone check it out because like I said, it's a trip. <laughs> right on. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so Yeah. yeah man, that one, too, was just, I just, you know, we all put a lot of faith in that song. Like I said, we had fears of, like, putting it out because people weren't expecting that from us, but like I said, like, it just, you know, and a lot of our friends and stuff who got to hear the album, you know, it's not out yet, but they, they've they heard it because that's what we do, show our friends, and that was, like, people just kind of, like, latched onto to that song a lot, so we we're like, okay, we'll put that one out next because if, you know, the world latches onto it the way our friends are then we should be in good shape
0: <laughs> yeah dude, the the sound to me it just sounds amazing but again you work with a great producer some great musicians yeah. and it just came out in my opinion very well i think it's a good um kind of a different side for red brick road compared to not just a rock band you know we're going into more as you said more of an experimental side
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely and like you said you know we were super lucky to work with like the right people on it and that you know that sums up 2020 for us too was we had an amazing year of just meeting the right people like through i mean we met them back in end of 2019 but same you know And i mean roll it all into 2020 we had an amazing year just meeting like people who are like helping this band like propel forward you know so yeah
0: yeah dude you're lucky to have some good people up in there in Michigan to uh, re- to record with. Mm-hmm. So make sure to check out After Party. It's on all the streaming platforms on YouTube. And they'll be dropping, as you said, a new music video coming up soon as well. So make sure to check out After Party. Now we we'll to transition to a question I always ask my guests because I'm always very curious. Outside of Red Brick Road, what have you been listening to this week, Jake?
1: Okay. All right.
0: Um
1: so anyways, I have a and I'm not even going to say it cuz everyone says this. I have a crazy taste in music. So I just I have a taste in music. Um my new like staple I've been listening to like every day is this band called Go for Gold from Arkansas and like me being in an underground band has like you know i have this habit of like checking out a lot of like underground bands and stuff almost like to a point where it's like less views and less likes and stuff the better because i like to find really underground stuff i'm gonna be 100 percent like honest too is i don't like most of the underground bands i find a lot of them aren't that good you know like i'm just being honest there is a lot of crappy bands out there but you know that being said i find a lot of good ones too and these guys had this song called "Loser" and like they had like a music video for it. You should definitely check them out. And um, but it's, it's called the name of the song is "Loser" and like I love the video. So then I was like, all right, you know what? You guys got me hooked. I'm gonna check out what else you guys got. And like yeah, now they're like a new daily listen for me. Um, one band that's been a daily listen for me for like five years now, and I just can't get them out of my head is Moose Blood. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're they're not no they're they're disbanded they were um they're like pop punk emo but they like they like hit like a pretty good height and stuff they're doing some big tours but then like i don't know they just had like a bunch of problems in the band but i i, I love them they i love them this week though um ice nine kills been listening to a lot of them love the guitar work mostly you know and i also just love like the whole horror core thing that really intrigues me uh between the buried and me but just the song selkie's the endless obsession because again the guitar work and that song and the melodies and everything are just really beautiful um the other one this week only i'm definitely i definitely played this one out and i'm done with it for another five years but young thugs jeffrey record i don't know if you remember jeffrey by young thug but i liked that whole record through and through and I like recently this week saw it on Spotify again and I like I've listened to it like three times this week but it's it's
0: done now for, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I, I, I know the album. I haven't really listened to it. Not really my life kind of thing. But yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. That was like everywhere
1: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's a really good record. I really like how it was all put together. You know, it's it's not for everyone though. It's a weird record and it's it's kind of experimental too though. You know, it's not just hip hop so. I do got to give it up to Young Thug on that one. Um
0: definitely so, different.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so back to the underground bands, there's a band called Foxing. I actually just got their vinyl, like, a couple weeks ago. It's called The Albatross, but they put it out on vinyl, and so I got that. So I've been listening to them pretty heavy. Uh, I really like those guys. All Them Witches, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're out in Nashville. All Them Witches, is they're, uh, like, stoner rock. I'm not a stoner, but I do, like, stoner rock. They're cool. Um, And then, uh last but not least, Mac Miller. I listen to a lot of Mac Miller, especially this week. It's just, you know, kind of a circumstantial thing. I don't know if it's the winner or what, but definitely, like, his later stuff, like, you know, Swimming in Circles has just, like, you know, those two albums has really been speaking to me. I just, like, same thing, like, I'm real big on like harmonies and like musical choices so even when it's not necessarily rock just like some of the stuff Mac was doing was just like incredible like the layered vocals and stuff and I know he's like kind of rap singing but there's still melody choice in there and stuff and you know I like the way he put all his stuff together he uses a lot of horns and stuff too which like I just find like extremely cool and then his piano melodies are always off the charts they're always killer so yeah that's about it. I know that was a long-winded list, but
0: <laughs> hey, those are some quality artists you listen you listen to. Uh, for me, I've been listening to a lot of Sum 41. That's like my go-to album when I'm at work, is Chuck. So, oh, right on. Yeah. <clears throat> so and then uh, up up your way, I was actually listening to Kaleido earlier today. I've been, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've been uh, been jamming to those two pretty re- for for today. Those what I've been listening to yeah i I like kaleido a lot i'm definitely once things get
1: back once we can go out and play i'm definitely gonna try networking with them more try to like link up a show together j- just because i'm a fan of them and i'd love to like see the show from side stage you know but also it'd just be cool you know so i think we have similar enough styles too
0: you know yeah dude that, that would be cool man i mean dude, Collido, i i've only seen them once but dude it was an amazing show there with that it was lc banks collido and stitched up heart it was a freaking cool show dude
1: yeah that'd be a that'd be a pretty killer lineup for sure i know lc banks puts on a great show so yeah and yes. then Stitch, stitched up heart i've never seen them i'm not a huge fan of them but i i do know that they could probably bring it you know they would probably bring it to the table pretty good <laughs>
0: yeah dude, it was one of my favorite shows i've been to that was in uh, battle creek Michigan at the music factory so yeah always oh, okay. a cool show right on So, jake thank you so much for hanging out with me here on super cool radio make sure to check out after party as i said it's on all the digital platforms so make sure to give it a listen and check out red brick road but jake before you go i got one more thing what can we expect from red brick road for 2021 it is january it's a new year yeah okay so here we go. Here's the
1: here's the crazy breakdown of Red Brick Road's future. I want to hear it. Let's go. Okay, so th- this week, and I'm gonna try to talk a little quick. Hit all, hit, touch all the bullet points. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got of <laughs> okay, cool. Then I'll just go over it slow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so th- th- this week we got the music video for After Party coming. So then early February we have uh, our next single coming out, Slick Rick, which is actually the companion song to Bobby Joe. So I think with this one, it'll give people a lot more to talk about. And yes, it's heavy. It's guitar heavy. It's a very, it's, you know, back to back to our rock and roll roots. Um, after Slick Rick drops, uh, probably going to do a one-week wait again, but we got the video for Slick Rick coming out too. So we'll probably, probably do like, um, honestly, we're like kind of waiting to see like the hype we build from this song. So if we build a lot of hype, we might just drop the two together and be like, here you guys go, keep the hype going. If we want to like kind of keep building hype for the album we'll do like the same thing we did drop the video a week later early march we're releasing our debut full-length album work of heart so that's extremely exciting for us and it's uh our first like for all of us we've all been in a bunch of bands it's our first ever vinyl release so we're excited about that too because like for one we're just excited to get the songs out there and like let everyone run with them and see what the hell happens like, we've been sitting on these songs for so long now, we're just happy to put it out. And then two, like, the vinyl thing to us, that's just, like, awesome. Like, I can't wait to have one, like, right over here on the wall, like, just framed, you know? <laughs> just be like, I did that, you know? It's, it's also the, like, um, like I said, we've all been in a lot of bands. It's also the only full-length album many of us have ever done. Like, I mean, with, like, some of my older bands, we did enough songs that, were, like, we could have, like, put one together. But it was just, you know what I mean? It was just dropping them as singles and EPs and not even dropping a lot of them, actually. But, yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm trying not to get too too off track. So, we're going to, after the uh, Work of Heart album comes out, we're going to follow that with another video. But we're going to probably what we're going to do is just kind of let the fans decide, like whatever songs getting the most attention that doesn't already have a video. Because like Bobby has a video. Slick Rick's got a video. After Party's got a video. So like whatever songs that's like our number one listen to and stuff that like people really want to see a video for, then like we'll we'll shoot a video for that one. And um, like I'm hoping there's a song called Get Out of My Way and there's a song called perfect boy and they both have similar tempos and like the we we have like a low budget concept i'm not going to share too much on that since we haven't done it yet and i like to keep some secrets but we have like a concept that would be affordable for us to do and like i can just see it set to like either of those two songs but like get out of my way would be like the perfect track for it because it's really fast um our song rule the way Whitty- Rule the world. We have uh, have a video in the works for that one right now, too. But it's not like a music video. It's more like a... Like, uh, what do you call it? Like, we're just using old footage and stuff we have of us. You know what I mean? Like, and just kind of, like, mashing it together. Kind of showing, like, where we came from, where we're at now, that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, The key point, those March album. And then there'll be two more videos coming out after that. Then, hopefully fingers crossed hopefully 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 may through june we will go on tour so that is like the one that is like you know the top that's the whole reason you record an album is to go out and play it so hopefully we can do like a six-week tour hit the whole country we're super stoked about doing that but at the same time like we know there is like right now is probably like 50 50 chance of whether or not it's going to happen because the covid stuff so Hopefully everyone hurries up, gets the vaccine, whatever. Or we just find ways to open things safely. I don't care which way it happens. I we, we just did a show like a week ago in Cleveland to like a social distancing crowd. And like it wasn't as fun as when you can have people packed tight together and like mosh pitting. And everyone's got to stay at their chairs and six feet apart. It's still cool to do it. So after that tour, hopefully that tour happens. We got another record we're going to record. And then uh, last but not least, do some more awesome interviews like this with some cool people like you. So, you know. <laughs>
0: hey, always a fun time. It sounds like you got a lot of cool stuff in the works. Make sure everyone, March, they'll be dropping a brand new album. Plus, I got another single come out in February. So make sure to check all that stuff out.
1: Yeah, hit the subscribe button and the like button. This way you can keep up. People like have, like, started, like, asking me, like, why? Because, like, I, I used to send things out a lot. And then they're like, oh, you got a new song. Why didn't you send it to me? It's like, because I'm just, like, the stuff I'm already trying to keep up with, you know? Like, you got to, you know, you got to follow us to get it. Because, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I
0: so, it's not like a lot of cool stuff. Make sure to follow, subscribe, check out Red Brick Road, and make sure to listen to After Party. And make sure in March and February and all that stuff, Check out their album. Listen to their new upcoming single, Slick Rick, in in February. Buy the album. It's on vinyl. (laughs) And it's limited to 100 for now. (laughs) Make sure to get 99 orders in. You got to keep the one on the wall. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Jake, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Killer interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So For Jake Jones of Red Brick Road, I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. Thanks so much for watching my interview with Jake Jones of Red Brick Road. And if you like this video, please support Super Cool Radio. We have these really awesome t-shirts for sale on our Endeavor After site.